Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. Hi everyone, welcome to Locked on ACC. I am Brian Wilmer. Not in the studio today, but we still have here. We should probably talk primarily about Duke-NC State, because what in the world happened in that game? NC State boat races Duke last night, 88-66. You look at the list of teams that have beaten Duke by greater than 20 points that were unranked at the time under K. There's NC State last night, and that's it. That's the list. Vernon Carey last night, 27 points for the Blue Devils. Trey Jones, 17. Carey, 10 of 20 from the floor. He also had 12 boards. Trey Jones had 9. But then you look at the rest of the Blue Devils. Not a whole lot of production. Duke shoots 35.1% in the first half. And then just 14.3% from 3. 1 of 7. They shot 2 of 7 from the line. Now, get this. For the game, Duke just 37.7% from the field. 23.5% from 3. 455 from the free throw line. I cannot recall literally a time where Duke was 10 of 22 from the line. Here's what Coach K had to say about their effort last night. I mean, it was a superb performance by them. and Obviously, uh, they knew they needed it, and they got it. You know, I, we were not competitive tonight. I, and in order to beat them tonight, we'd have to be extremely competitive. And uh, sometimes when you've eaten a lot, you don't. You, you I mean, our kids have won 22 games and 12 conference games, and and uh, you, you have to stay hungry while you're winning at that level because we're not a team at that level. We've just won that many games, and uh, uh, and tonight we were not competitive. And uh, that happens to a team. I mean, I, I like my team a lot. You know, we were, that's our worst game, but they made us look bad, too. You know, I mean, they, they played great. You know, Daniels, right away from the start, was just such an aggressor. And uh, got 14 or 16 points, 12 of them real early. And, and then Markel Johnson, when he, you know, he plays like that, they're an elite team, you know, because he's an elite guard. And uh, uh, but their whole team played well. Their crowd was great. Congratulations to them. I mean, you know, we you know, we didn't give them a very good game, and uh, uh, that's on all of us. So, any questions you might have? It was just about them being aggressive early, taking you out of your. No, no, they they were just at a different level of competitive. It's not even taking us out of. If in order to take us out, we would have had to be in. So we weren't in to be taken out. And I'm not trying to be fun. I'm just, you know, it's not like we were all, like we're hunkering down and whatever. And they, you know, we, we were never there. And that's on all of us. But it, look, I've been doing this a long, this happens. It happens to good teams. And at this time of the year, we're in conferences. You're playing against really good teams that need wins. 
and our team obviously felt tonight they didn't need the win. This team was unbelievably hungry for the, their win, and they got it. They deserved it. So, uh, you know, that's uh, hopefully we'll be more we'll be competitive on Saturday and in the rest of our games. But tonight we were not, and they were at a high level. They were at a high level, and that's what I mean. Even if we were there, you know, tonight, you know, they were they were an elite team tonight. You mentioned after BC in terms of your players, you know, not listening to you in terms of not being ready. Yeah, still, you know, in the road games since then, teams. Yeah, you know, I, I, they listen. You know, we're not that good. You know, we we don't have. We're good. And we've accomplished very good, and so it, it, we don't we don't have the consistency of really good with every player, and that's you know so they listen, but they they, uh, they also have have won, and uh, I mean that's a if, of all the maladies you could have, winning would be the best one, but it's it's still a malady, and. Uh, and uh, and tonight it was a horrible a horrible sickness for us because you know, they were really good. I mean they ran their offense with such precision. Uh, they had great energy. Uh, I thought the crowd was great, but I thought they were greater than the crowd. I mean they they made the crowd even better. Yeah, so this is a superb performance by by NC State. They were up 23 and you cut it to 11. Trey hit a bunch of shots. Did you feel like there was some substance to this comeback? Yeah, there, there was. You know, the next two times we didn't run anything, and uh, you know, we I think we got back when we showed heart and some guts there, and then then we needed to put smarts with it, and uh, it, we we used a lot to get there, you know. But, uh, it, so that was part of it, and they, and they were not going to be denied tonight. You know, they, you know, they kept their foot on the, on the pedal pretty hard, which they should. They should. They, they were uh, really, and their guard play, their perimeter play was outstanding. And then Funderburg, you know, got a lot of uh, and ones. You know, they converted offensive rebounds. We got offensive rebounds, and we didn't convert them. Stuff like that, which shows a level of. Um, we weren't at the level of that competitiveness that uh, that they were at. The first ten minutes of the second half, you hardly subbed at all. Um, what were you trying to? to I was trying to win. I know, but I mean, as far as usually you I'm just you trying to win. I don't know. There wasn't like a big plan in the sky, you know. Like I'm just trying to do what we've done for the first 25 games, and we won 22 of them. And, uh, it got us close to where. You know what Bob said, and then, uh, uh, but we, yeah. This what it wasn't a strategy game. So it, there's just some games that you're involved in. That's not strategy. It's it's not, it's not strategy. Talk about spending a lot to to cut it close. Did that extend itself to the free throw shooting as well? Something that you guys have. Yeah, you know, I, you know, I think when you don't come really ready to play. Mm. You know, because we missed them before we were tired. And uh, I thought that our guys, especially in the first half, took the play that was just played into the next play. 
They were trying to make up for the play they didn't make, and they hurried. And then when they got to the, it was, and they, they weren't. We weren't in sync. You have to be. You have to have amnesia. You know, you have to. Whatever just happened to make a bit of difference. So it's what's happening, and we're always like a step behind, at least a step behind tonight. In the past decade, you guys have struggled with this building mightily, but two of those times you've lost by double digits here and won the national championship. Is that obviously it's not? You know, I don't pay attention to anything like that. Uh, I don't even. I don't know my records anywhere. I know we're twenty-two and four. I know I've won over 1,100 games, and we've won five matches. I know that crap, but uh, I don't even know the exact numbers. But when you start paying attention to records and places and things like that, you, you lead a sad life. You, know? <laughs> you lead a sad Not that you do. You know, I didn't mean that against you. I, 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 that's not going to be on my wall or anything, you know, our, our record. It looked like Kevin was trying to point out something during the handshake line. What happened there? He was just saying that they were going to storm the court, just to be careful. Okay. No, he was. They were. Yeah, they were great. They were all great. I wish we were. We had come to the dance a little bit better. Anything else for Coach? With uh, with elite defenders like Jordan and Trey, was there something specific, maybe an approach that their backcourt was doing, kind of make Yeah, they're just playing hungrier and better than we are. Yeah, this isn't an Xbox game. This is a human being game. Human, it, it, that Xbox thing, it doesn't have human nature in it and all that. You know, that's why, you know, that's why a lot of people play it. This game is about human nature and human beings. And sometimes when you eat too much, you're not as hungry. When you need something, you're really hungry. And when those two meet, a lot of times the team that needs it the most kicks the other team's butt, and that's what happened tonight. I don't know. We'll try to I'll play Xbox later and see <laughs> if we can do that. Fairly matter-of-fact presser there from Kay, but what else could you expect, really? His team just flat-out got beat. No other way really around it. Let's go ahead and take the first break of the program. We'll come back and talk about the NC State side of things and give you a look at what else went on the ACC last night. You're listening to Locked on ACC. Welcome back to Locked On ACC for 2-2020. I am Brian Milner. We talked in the last segment about Duke and their effort last night. NC State got three 20-point scorers. Markel Johnson, 28. Devin Daniels, 25. DJ Funderburg, 21. Wolfpack had an outstanding night. 45% from the field, 32 of 71. They hit 8 of 13 threes, 61.5%, and 16 of 21 from the line were the Wolfpack. They also had 44 points in the paint, 24 second chance points, 21 in transition. Here's Coach Keats and his thoughts on last night's effort. I want to thank everybody for staying late. I know it's late. Um, you know, we beat a, a very good uh, Duke team tonight, and, and they're good because they can do everything. They can score inside out. Uh, we had no answer for Vernon uh, Carey, and we knew it coming into the game. Uh, but we wanted to do a good job of not letting the other guys beat us uh, from the outside. Uh, I thought our guys stepped up completely for the challenge. Um, you know, we had some guys who played really great defense. And guys played in different segments. Uh, I thought Devin Daniels really carried us in the first half, got to the hole. Uh, one of our game plans is we wanted to kind of drive the basketball and not settle for threes. 
uh, because after the BC game, we wouldn't shoot the three very well. And then I thought Markel, DJ, uh, CJ Bryce, all of those guys finished strong. It's a very good win for us. It's a, it's a win that we needed because obviously we just lost one on the road. So uh, excited for our guys. Um, we talked about the last couple of days uh, what a great opportunity this would be, and uh, we stepped up to the challenge. So questions? How do you harness this, Kevin, in, in moving forward for these last five games to close out the regular season? Well, I, you know, we're a good basketball team when we've got everybody healthy. Um, and we've talked about that all year long. Um, the only guy that we, we don't have is Pat. And, and obviously, when we add him back, we get guys, who, another guy who can shoot the basketball. But we just want to build on it. Um, you know, we, we had won two road games and could have won three road games in a row. And so we had some momentum, even though we lost the BC game. And I thought our guys um, accepted, you know, coming home and did a great job. Our fans were tremendous tonight. Our students were great. Our fans came out for us. Uh, it was a great game for us. It was a tremendous atmosphere, and, and we won a great game. When you were up 20. When Markel made the acrobatic play for the first two minutes, did you know you were getting good Markel tonight, or did you know even before that? You know, Markel's always good, Joe. You know that. <laughs> no, he, he give that. Good. <laughs> 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 better Markel. There better not be a stack of Bibles. There's not a bad book here. There's a great and a good. And okay. it, was, it was great tonight. No, you know, he played, and, and give him credit. Um, I thought in the last couple of days in practice, he's been the guy that's been talking. He's been the guy saying, let's come on, let's play. Uh, he's practiced well the last couple of, of days, and it carried over to the game. And, and he was a leader, man. He was he was a really good point guard tonight. Uh, got everybody involved, scored when we needed to, uh, played the bulk of the game, um, didn't have them, that many defensive breakdowns. So I'm proud of him. You were up 23, and they pretty quickly cut it to 11. What did you guys do to stem the tide and then you know, ultimately blow them out. Yeah, well, listen, we knew that, um, you know, they, look, they're the number six team in the country, and, and they're really good. Um, and they won seven in a row, so they wasn't just going to lay down. Um, and they fought back. Uh, but I thought our guys responded well. Uh, we went back to driving the basketball. We had a segment uh, when we got up 23 where I thought we played back on our heels and we played conservative. Uh, we went back to getting offensive rebounds and attacking the paint. And, and made some shots, and, and I thought that was a difference in the game. I give my guys a lot of credit. You know, they as they responded, we responded, and I thought we finished the game the right way. Speaking of responses, you kept Manny Bates in the game with four fouls. Fouls out after that. I think a lot of people in the building were going, "Oh no!" So the decision to keep him in there, and then how your team responded to that? Yeah, listen, I, I figured, you know, uh, we had no answer for Kerry, and mm -hmm. I said if he fouls out, we fouls out. We would go at the end. We would go with uh, DJ, and then I would steal some minutes from Danny. Uh, but he was the only guy that could obviously uh, give him a little problem because of his shot uh, blocking ability, and um, and unfortunately he fouled out. But that was we knew that um, I was okay with them feeding the post the remainder of the game because we felt like they couldn't beat us once we had a big lead by just going through carry, and so we wanted to make sure we played one on one in the post. You guys got up to a great start tonight, as you did against Carolina a few weeks earlier in this building. How did you keep up the intensity and and keep that momentum going? And not kind of yeah, back yeah I, I didn't think we settled. Um, you know, I thought if you look at, look back at the Carolina game, I thought we settled once we got up. We settled and um, you know we dribbled, dribbled, dribbled instead of having ball and player movement. Uh, tonight we went into it making sure that I, I wanted to run more sets uh, instead of uh, guys just trying to go one on one and make plays. Now we did that at the end to kill clock, but I wanted guys to have 
run more sets so we can get some plays off and be able to score that way. Kevin, what changed for DJ in the second half? He was engaged in the first half, two for seven, but six of eight in the second half. Uh, nearly outscores Bernie Carey actually in the second half. I mean, what did you see from him and, and what changed in his mentality? Yeah, there could have been a little yelling at him at the half. It could have been. I'm not saying that it happened, but it could have been. <laughs> no, he responded. He, DJ's such a competitor. Um, and, you know, obviously, um, I, you know, Bernie Carey's good. I, I know I've said that five times, and, you know, I, I know DJ wanted to play well and Manny wanted to play well, and I just think he, he responded and made some plays. Look, he was coming into the game uh, one for 12 from three, and he stepped up and made a big three. That's his last one he's taken for the year, though, so you know. <laughs> Kevin, CJ said he was thinking of this game more in terms of that you wanted to beat Duke because they were in first place in the league, and you wanted to beat Duke more so than your NCAA tournament chances. You've talked to us about what this game type of win could mean for your NCAA chances. Have you had that conversation with them, or do you just try to keep them in that single-day mode? Yeah, I, so what we talked about, Joe, is getting well. We dropped the game at BC. It just happened that we were playing a team that was above us in the standing, and they were number six in the country. So we had two opportunities. One of our opportunities, obviously, is to get well because we just lost. But the second opportunity was to beat a team that's higher than a higher ranked than us in the conference, and also a team who's really good. Uh, I don't really talk about that with those guys. Um, we just talk about the next game because I'm, I'm I'm not sure that they can handle that. I think if I put pressure on them and say we have to win this game for your NCAA hopes, I'm not sure we respond the same way tonight as we did. So we just talked about here's two opportunities that you can take advantage of. And on that note, you have another nationally ranked team coming in here in three days. You have two days to prepare. How will you handle that with your team? Obviously, they're sky high tonight. What do you do the next two days to get them to focus you, on you, Saturday, not tonight? You've got to let me enjoy tonight. Um, <laughs> I, I promise you, if you call Craig or Fred and ask that question tomorrow, I'll give you an answer. But there's no way I'm talking about another team tonight after this great Don't worry. Or, or the process. Huh? Or the process. Or the process. Uh, God forbid. Yeah. Your, your question is very valid and very fair. Um, you know, I don't know. We, we need a little rest, and, and it's a short turnaround. So I'm going to get with my staff after I leave here and decide uh, what we're going to do. We're probably going to take some time and do some yoga tomorrow. And I know that sounds funny, but that's the truth. So you know. On that note, we know when you went on the road, you celebrate with ice cream. How do you celebrate getting a top ten ring? We happy. I mean, we don't. There's no ice cream for four wins, and uh, we're excited. Um, we moved to eight uh, eight wins in the conference, and uh, we move on to get a chance to play again. That's it. We, we celebrated in the locker room. We were happy. We jumped up and down, as we do in everywhere, not because it was a Duke game, but we just move on. Big night for the pack. Where they sit right now, 17-9, and 8-7, and seven, and what everybody probably agrees is a fairly down ACC this year. Is this enough to get them in the tournament? One would think they have to get to 20 wins overall. That's conceivable. Doesn't start very well. They have Florida State at home on Saturday. Then they go to Carolina. They play Pitt at home. They're at Duke again on March 2nd. And then they host Wake Forest to close the season. It probably behooves them to get at least a win in the ACC tournament, if not two. If they can somehow end up in that top five, that puts them in a decent spot. But still some work to do and a few miles ahead for NC State and Coach Kevin Keats.
Let's take the final break. We'll come back, talk about the rest of the action in the ACC, including a wacky game between two ACC teams. You're listening to Locked on ACC. Welcome back to Locked On ACC for February 20th, 2020. I'm Brian Wilmer. You can follow the program at Locked On ACC on Twitter. You can also email us, LockedOnACC at gmail.com. If you want to follow me specifically, I am at Sports Matters on Twitter. We'll wind down the program by talking about last night's games and a few games we expected, a few games we clearly did not. You heard the first couple of segments about our thoughts on those. Let's start by taking a look at Louisville just hammering Syracuse. The wrong time of the year for Syracuse to go south, but the right time for Jordan Wara to heat back up. 17 points last night for the Louisville star, three dimes, seven boards. Dwayne Sutton, 16 points, eight boards, also dished out five dimes. Malik Williams, 14 points, 13 rebounds for the cards. And McMahon and Enoch with 13 and 10 each. Buddy Bayheim. Kind of bounced back last night, 15 points for the Orange. Quincy Gurrier, a double-double, 14 points, 12 boards. Gerard 12, and Hughes, 10 for the Orange. But I think everybody who looks around at the league right now and sees the, I guess, the, the way the league is shaking out, look at Syracuse. That's not really a good spot for them. 14-12 and 12 overall. They're down 6th in the ACC. They shot 27% last night from 3 38 from the floor. Rough look for the Orange. We'll see how they can shake loose in the ACC tournament, assuming they can, but you start looking at NCAA possibilities. Can they lose again? Are they even able to get in with what they have now if they win out? Tough question to ponder. Virginia thumps BC 78-65 last night. Braxton Key, 17 points, 6 boards for the Cavs. Kihei Clark, 17 points, 8 helpers. Thomas Wilda Tensai, 14 points. Jay Huff, 14. And Mamadi Diakite, 10 for UVA. Nick Popovich poured in 22 for BC. Hauled in seven boards. Heath and Hamilton with 18 and 11 apiece. UVA just keeps winning. UVA now up to 18 and 7 on the year. And you look at Tony Bennett's team last night. 57.8% from the field. 26 of 45. 58.8 from three. Kind of an atypical shooting night for UVA, but they're going to need more of those as the season winds down. And then there was the three-overtime game in Blacksburg. I don't even really know how to put words to this. What a crazy game between Miami and Virginia Tech. Miami, speaking of teams that are hot, Miami just keeps winning, and it's not really enough to get them, I don't think, in the NCAA tournament, but they're making a run late in the year. And with everybody back for them, you're starting to see more of what Jim Laranega and Miami expected from this year, I think. Isaiah Wong just keeps doing what he's been doing over the last months. 27 points for Wong. He pays the, the Canes 14 of 14 from the line in 42 minutes of play. He also hauled in 12 boards for a double-double. Not the only double-double on the court last night for Miami. We'll get to that in a second. Chris likes 23 points on 8 of 16 from the field. Cameron Magussie, 21 Keith Stone, 12 and 18 boards, four of those offensive, and Rodney Miller, 10 for Miami. 
Miami, 33 of 79 from the field, 42%, 7 of 28 from 3. And then the big number, 29 of 32 from the line for 91% for Miami. Fairly significant number. Game that had 11 ties, 8 lead changes. And a wild one in Blacksburg. Virginia Tech paced by Tyrese Radford. He had 26 for the Hokies. Another double-double for him. Of course, when you play three overtimes, one might expect a double-double. 26 points, 10 boards for Radford. Jalen Cohn, 20 points for Virginia Tech. He played 36 minutes off the bench. And Landers Nolly, 18 points and 11 boards for Mike Young's crew. Virginia Tech, just 36% from the field. They hoisted 86 shots. 30 of those from three. Nine fell, 30%. 24 of 28 from the line were the Hokies, 85.7%. Unfortunately, Virginia Tech unable to pull it out, but an outstanding game to be sure. And you look at both of those teams right now, both trending in different directions. Curious to see what happens as we get into the ACC tournament with those two. And that'll wind down a somewhat abbreviated Locked on ACC for today. Thanks for putting up with my not being in the studio No show tomorrow. We'll see you back here Monday as we recap a crazy weekend in ACC basketball. To be sure, it always is. And again, if you want to contribute to the program, tweet us at LockedOnACC. Send us an email, LockedOnACC at gmail.com. Be safe this weekend. We'll see you back here Monday. Until then, I'm Brian Wilmer. Thanks for listening to LockedOnACC. Take care. Love you. Mean it. (laughs) 